in Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. And uh, I want to begin to read verse 18. Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. And Jesus, walking by the sea of Galilee, saw two brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. And they straightway left their nets and followed him. And going on from thence, he saw other two brethren, James the son of Zebedee, and John his brother, and a ship was Zebedee, their father, mending their nets, and he called them. And they immediately left the ship and their father and followed him. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all manner of sickness, and all manner of disease among the people. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those that were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic, and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. And there followed him a great multitude of people from Galilee, and from Decapolis, and from Jerusalem, and from Judea, and from beyond Jordan. Father, would you bless now the reading and study of thy word, Lord. We love you. We love your word. Bless us, we pray now in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with that, please, over to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. And I'd like to begin to read verse 1. Luke chapter 5, verse 1. And it came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two ships standing by the lake. And the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, let down your net for a draw. And Simon answered, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the day, all the night, and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their nets break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in their other ship, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled both the ships, so that they began to sing. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all they were with him, at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John, the son of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto Simon, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. What I'd like to talk to you about tonight is being fishers of men. I suppose nobody likes to go fishing more than me. And uh, I never will forget when I was a little boy, my uncle used to take me just an old cane pole and some worms to go sit by any stream or lake or anywhere we could get a pole in the water, and we'd just sit there and fish. My grandpa used to take me. 
when I was a little boy. And ever since, I just love fishing. And then when I got saved, I got to reading and studying these verses. And it's amazing to me how much God talked about fishing for souls of men. The Word of God has a lot to say about soul winning as a type of fishing. John 4, verse 35, Say not ye, there are yet from four months, and then cometh harvest. Behold, I say unto you, Lift up your eyes and look on the fields, for they are white already to harvest. Proverbs 11, verse 30, For the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Psalms 126, verse 6, He that goeth forth and weepeth, bear precious seed, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing his seeds with him. Then notice, souls won are a crown of rejoicing. 1 Thessalonians 2, 19, well, what is our hope, our joy, or our crown of rejoicing? Are not even ye in the presence of our Lord Jesus Christ that is coming? I suppose the greatest joy, some of the greatest joy and greatest time that I have had is leading people to saving faith in Christ and not seeing them for a long time and then see them again and we stand around and rejoice at the fact that they got saved. And uh, it, it, there's nothing like that in the world. Now, what I want to t- do tonight is take these portions of scriptures and talk about being fishers of men in four ways. Men and nets, uh, John 21 and verse 6, cast nets. Uh, number 3 is gill nets. And number 4 is dip nets. Now, just a simple little thing uh, before we get into these four kinds of nets. So, I want to take a look at what is required of us before we can be soul winners. Number one, you must be saved, born again ourselves, and know it. You cannot win somebody else to Christ if you don't know you're saved yourself. Before we can be a successful soul winner then, or fishers men, you've got to have confidence. Confidence in 90% of fishing is confidence. Uh, I tell I've had to I used to go fishing, trying to teach this young boy how to bass fish in tournaments that I went fishing with. <clears throat> and he'd fish for a little while and quit. He'd sit back in the boat and eat a sandwich or something. And I said, you can't catch them if you don't put the bait in the water. And he'd sit in the boat and he'd get back up. And what he'd do, he'd start using a worm on a hook or something, an artificial worm fish for a little bit, and he'd lose confidence in what he was fishing with and just give up and quit. Now, what I'm saying tonight, if you don't have confidence in what you're using, you will never be a fisher of men. Notice, if you would please, the Bible says, Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. That's confidence. You know where I get my confidence? I know myself. I'm weak. I'm frail. I'm in a bird, in a, in a sense. Uh, I'd rather be on a lake fishing summer. But in the truth, I, I want to serve my Lord, but I know I can't do it. And I get my power and I get my confidence from the Holy Spirit because the Bible says, not by my might, not by my power, but by thy Spirit, saith the Lord. That's where you get your confidence. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. In other words, I don't have an excuse for not being a soul winner because you can do it. Amen? Why? Because it ain't in you. 
It's in the Holy Spirit that wants to use you. And God will use anybody that will make themselves available for Him to use. Availability is one of the greatest things that God wants to use in anybody. Then number two, uh, we must have clean, holy convictions. Luke 5 verse 2 says, And saw two ships standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. You know what that's a sign of? That's a sign of separation. A dirty, weed-clogged-up net's not going to catch anything. God will not use a dirty vessel to serve Him. In 1 Corinthians 6, 19, 20, say, What? Know ye not that your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have of God, and you're not your own? For you're bought with a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 2 Corinthians 6, verse 17 says, Wherefore come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now, if we're going to be used of God to win souls in, we must use 1 John 1, 9, where it says confess our sins daily, and God will cleanse us. Amen? God wants a clean vessel. Thirdly, we must go where the fish are. Now, I want you to look at Luke chapter 5. In verse 4, And when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, Launch out into the deep, and let down your nets for a draw. You say, Preacher, I know someone who is lost, and I want them to be saved. Did you know that you must go tell them about Jesus? They're not going to come up to you and say, Tell me how to be saved. I want to go to heaven. I've never had anybody do that in my life. Now, I have many, I've led a many a person to the Lord, but I've had to go to them. I had to go where they're at. Prayer alone is not enough. You can pray all day long for somebody. They're not going to get saved, or you're not going to lead them to the Lord, and just sitting down and praying. Now, what I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with prayer. ain't what I'm talking about. One of the greatest things in the world is prayer. Amen? But you can pray for somebody uh, your lifetime. But unless you go see them and yourself, you can't be the one that leads them to the Lord. Uh, knowing how to tell somebody about salvation is not enough alone unless you go tell them about the Lord Jesus. And you must uh, reach out, go where they are. Notice Jesus said, launch out into the deep. Then we must recognize the competition we face. Look at verse 5. And Simon Peter, or Simon, answered, said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. Now, uh, we must recognize the competition. So winning takes time. It takes hard work. Nevertheless, the Bible says, Peter said, I'll go. We face the world as our competition. We face pleasure as our competition. We face Satan as our competition when it comes to soul winning. No one said it would be easy when it comes to soul winning. One thing I've learned about big bass fishing, uh, you can catch the little bass in open water, but if you want to catch a big bass, you have to go back in the weeds, way back in the weeds, and look for them because they're undercover back there and out of the sunshine. And you've got to go where they're at. And so uh, we face competition in this world. It's not easy. We must recognize we need a partner to go with us. 
I want you to look at verse 7 of chapter 5 of Luke. In verse 7, And they beckoned unto their partners, which were near the ship. They would come and help them. Did you know that God sent His disciples out two by two? There's a reason for that. If you want to be a consistent soul winner, if you've got somebody you want to see saved and go to heaven with you, you can do it. You can lead them to Christ. But you know what? You go out and knock on doors and, and or talk to somebody constantly about the Lord, the old devil says, see, ain't nobody listening to you. And after a while, you'll get discouraged. And if you've got a partner, he'll uplift you. You'll say, let's keep going. We can do it. We can get it done. Uh, God sent His disciples out two by two. Paul and Silas were partners in soul winning. Paul and young Timothy were partners in soul winning. Peter and John were partners in soul winning. And what I'm saying, we need a partner to keep us going. The least little thing the old devil will use to get you out of serving the Lord. Then we must recognize why we must win the lost to Christ. Luke chapter 5 verse 5. At thy word. I will let down in it. You know why I want to win souls to Christ? Because our Lord told me to. Because lost people go to hell. And because Jesus loves sinners. And He came to this world to die for sinners. That's what motivates me. Now notice what can you do. I want you to notice men and nets for just a minute. You ever play around in a water with a little men and net? Just catch a little minnows? You know what that tells me of? The boys and girls. I mean, children. We need to win the little children's Lord. I love this morning. Uh, although Mrs. Uh, Royce got their little grand boy out trying to out-preach me. But at the same time, uh, I love little kids. And I love kids in church. And I love to hear them making a noise. Amen? My little grandson, John, when he was born, I think it was 18 days. He never said a word. And he had us all worried. In fact, me and my wife would sit in rocking, in a rocking chair in the hospital when he was just a little thing. And the doctor came in and told us, Preacher, he ain't going to make it. He ain't going to make it. And he told us that several times. And we'd sit there and rock and play with him, pray over him, and he got all right. But I never will forget, uh, he couldn't talk. And I said, well, the first time he grunted, the first time he said something, what a joy. And ever since then, I said, every time I see a little baby uh, come out of the womb, I said, let him cry. Amen. Let him make a noise. I want to hear it. And that's the same way. We, we get aggravated sometimes, kids running around the church and so on. No, no, they need to be saved too. Amen. That's meninous. You can teach a class. You can go. Did you know what? <clears throat> some of you have a station wagon. Some have a, a mini-seated car. Not just a front seat, but uh, you can put more than one. You can go around your neighborhood and pick up kids and bring them to church. They'll let you come. They'll, they'll, mother and dad will let you come if you go into church. And uh, you can, when it comes to men and nets, that's boys and girls. And then you have cast nets. In John 21 and verse 6, this is a preacher or teacher. Uh, listen. Go to rest homes, go to Sunday afternoon and preach and teach a class in a rest home somewhere where people can't get out. 
Some of the greatest experiences I ever had in my life was when we used to have uh, uh, some ladies and men, and we'd get together on Sunday afternoon and go to these rest homes and preach and sing to them and get them. They'd all come. They they wanted to come down to the big room down there, and I'd preach to them. We'd sing to them. Had some of the best times I ever had in my life in winning people to Christ. Uh, that's castness. And then guiltness. This is the whole church, the body of believers. Everyone has somebody to witness to. And then lastly, the dipness. This is a personal worker at the altar. You know, one of the greatest things you'll ever experience, bring somebody with you that's not saved. And when it comes to the invitation, I've had this happen so many times over the years, all sometimes you have to do is say, I'll go with you if you want me to, if you want to go forward. That's encouraging. And I've seen a many a soul get saved just because somebody said, looks to them and they're under the conviction of the Holy Spirit, and if you want to go forward, I'll go with you. I'll help you. And that's dipness. They're ready to be saved. All you're doing is dipping them up, amen. That's soul winning. <clears throat> and we have no excuse for not doing it. And I wish that everybody in this church would get the, uh, what I'm trying to say tonight. If everybody, if every one of us, would get in a burden under winning somebody else to Christ, where it's a little boy, a teenager, a grown person, grandma and grandma, doesn't make any difference. If we get under the burden of winning somebody to Christ, you cannot believe what could take place. I know that when me and my wife got saved at Temple Heights Baptist Church years ago, I think we was running a little over 200, if I remember right, in church. And Brother Nims, uh, after I got saved, uh, he talked about having a soul winner. And uh, he said, Brother Strong, would you uh, run, head up the... I haven't been saved long. And he said, would you handle the uh, getting the people together and get us to go out two by twos and start winning people for you know what I did? I took three by five cards. And I wrote down every member of the church on a three by five card, five on each card. And I'd give somebody in the church a card. And I like what Brother Tom Malone said. He said one time he was doing that in his church, and people would come to him and say, uh, Dr. Malone, here's a, a three by five card. I got this name. Would you go and win these to the Lord? And he said, you know, I got doing it. And one day I got in conviction. He said, you know what? They need to win them to the Lord. He said, we start playing cards in church. They'd give me a card to go somebody. I'd give them one to go see somebody. And we started winning people to the Lord. And this, you can do that. And when we started doing that, did you know we bought a bus, started getting out and getting people to come, and little kids started coming, people started getting saved, and before long we was running a thousand in Sunday school. And you know how it all started? Because we got under the burden of winning somebody to Christ and bringing them to church. There's something that I am sometimes get to move in the wrong direction. And that is that people will say, I won ten to the Lord this week. I won three to the Lord this week. And I said, boy, that's great. But where are they? Where are they? If you win somebody to Christ, you know that's not the end of your ministry. Now you're supposed to bring them. Bring them with you. And sit by them in church. 
and encourage them in the Lord. And when you do that, that's how you grow the church. Not only grow the church, but that's how you get many souls saved. I know that a lot of people think the pastor is the only one supposed to win people to Christ. No, everybody's supposed to do it. And that's how you do it. Amen? I love to cast net. And that's where we get a bunch of them. But it don't always work that way. Sometimes you have to use a dip net. Amen? Just get one at a time. Stand with me, please. Father, I'm so glad I'm saved tonight. I'm so glad somebody took the time to pray with me and talk to me about the Lord. I want to pass that on. I want to win somebody. And I want somebody else to win somebody. And Father, we can do it. We have the power of the Holy Spirit in us. We can do anything that you lead us to do. So go with us. Help us as we go. And bring somebody with us. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Thank you so much. Let's sing some. What you got? 138. I know that tune, and I know I can't sing it, but we're going to do it if you'll let me. 138, sing it with me. I can't do it. I love that song. I just throw out Huh? Help me with it. Start it off. Can you start off the first word? You know I don't have a voice. I can't do it to save my life. Let's pray. Father, go with us on our way home now and watch over us. In Jesus' name we ask you. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight.